What is phase two? New day is done. The day of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans all in one terrific podcast. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. With your host with the most, the man who puts on Terrific Con, the world's greatest Comic Con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, Mitch Halleck. Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. Well, it's finally here. No, 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 I'm not talking about Terrificon, which is not here yet, but it will be on August 9th to the 11th, 2019 at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center. Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, your terrific con owner, producer, promoter, organizer, man of many talents. And this is it. This is the week we've been waiting for. We're merely days away from the premiere of Avengers Endgame and the end of an 11-year movie cycle. What will happen? I do not know. But I've got some theories. And that's what this week's special episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what do you mean this week? You guys have been there and haven't been there. And to be honest with you, I have another episode already to go where it was just me and Jerry Ordway, artist, writer extraordinaire, just rambling on over pizza with our favorite waitress, Sarah. But you know what I said? I can't just put that up there. It's too close to Avengers to sit there and listen to us go on about everything from, I don't know what we were talking about, mustard packets versus ketchup packets. It was really a lame episode. But you'll hear it soon enough. Right now, I just want to talk about some theories I have. For the Avengers movie. That's right. You can sit back and listen to me ramble or just press stop or fast forward. But before I get there, I've got to mention some terrific con announcements because I haven't done that in a while. This week, I posted, you'll see Jim Starlin back, Ron Lim back, Joe Rubenstein back. And if you're paying attention, George Perez is going to be a terrific con on Friday only. So that means... All four of the creative folks behind the Infinity War and Gauntlet and uh, Infinity Watch. I mean, there were so many different stories back then. Uh, Bob Amon, he was also an inker on there. He'll be there. Uh, I think Keith Williams, who I announced last week, was also an inker on some of that too. So yes, you're going to see all of that at Terrificon this year. So if you have your infinity war books your omnibuses whatever you want signed this would be the time to do it to bring them there also i have some surprises coming your way when it deals with some of the avengers no we're not getting chris evans we're not getting chris hemsworth not getting robert downey jr i don't have a billion dollars to get these type of people i think sometimes folks just say oh mitch go get harrison ford go get you know 
whatever actor. It's not that easy. You have to pay these folks money to be there. And if they don't make enough money for the autographs, I'm not giving up my kidneys for that, okay? So, that's why you don't see, you know, Jeremy Renner or something like that at my show. Anyway, going back to what I was talking about, there will be some surprises. You'll like it, trust me. I mean, we already have the world's biggest, well, not the world's biggest, but the largest comic book creator guest list in all of New England, and that's only at Terrific Con. So anyway... What other hints can I give you? If you haven't been paying attention, there's a whole slew of people coming to the show. Everybody from Ryan Stegman, Donnie Cates, uh, Tom King. I know some of you folks are into uh, all the DC books. Well, it's a good show for that because we've got a lot of DC people. And if you noticed all the announcements in the last month or two, if you're really keen and you're looking for clues... You would have seen a lot of clues up there because it's the 80th anniversary as well of the Batman, the Dark Knight, the the Cape Crusader, okay? And if you were looking at the announcements, you would have noticed this trend. I always put a photograph of a Batman-related comic book that one of those per. One of those talented people might have worked on. So for Brian Azzarello, if you looked in the background, you would have saw his new Batman book called Batman Damned, part of the DC Dark Black series line. Or you would have seen a copy of The Joker. If you looked at Tom King, you would have noticed that there was the Batman rebirth in the background. If you looked over at even Paul Galassi, you would have saw Batman vs. Predator because he did that book. Tom Grummet. Look in the background, there's a cover of Teen Titans with Robin, or a.k.a. Nightwing, fighting with Batman. If you look at Jose Delbo, in the background, there's the cover for Superman and Batman from a world's finest cover. Kyle Higgins, Batman Beyond. Frank Thierry, Gotham Underground. Peter Tomasi, Batman and Robin, Super Sons, and Detective Comics 1000. Clay Mann, Batman. Michael Cho, the cover of Detective Comics 1000. Dave Johnson, Batman. Jay Lee, Batman Superman. Jerry Ordway, Batman 1989 movie adaptation. Cully Hammer, Batman and the Signal. See? It was all there in front of your eyes the entire time. Why was that? Well, I don't know. Because maybe we have Billy D. Williams from the Batman and the new Star Wars movie, also known as Lando Calrissian. Maybe... Because we have Robert Wall from the Batman movie. Maybe we have Mr. Val Kilmer coming. That's right, Mr. Val Kilmer. He of the Doors fame, Top Gun, Real Genius, Tombstone, and of course, Batman. And even Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr., which is also a great movie. So we're going to see Val Kilmer at the show. But no, there's some even more subtle hints. This week, we started announcing... The Thanos connection, an Avengers connection. I even have Greg Hildebrandt, known for all of his Star Wars work, but he did some variant covers for Avengers, Deadpool, Thanos, things like that. We have Mr. Jim Starlin, who I mentioned a couple minutes earlier. He's the guy that created Thanos. Ron Lim, Joe Rubenstein, and for the first time ever, Al Milgram. Al Milgram worked with Jim on many a book in the 70s. But he also did a run on the Avengers. Bob Hall, legendary comic book creator, 
also worked on the West Coast Avengers. He's the co-creator of the West Coast Avengers. He also did some Avengers. Mentioned earlier, Donnie Cates. Well, he wrote that best-selling latest Thanos book. Ryan Stegman worked on Uncanny Avengers. Mr. Keith Williams, inker extraordinaire, background artist, worked on books like Warlock and the Infinity Watch. But anyway, the big reveal is coming. That's right. By the time you listen to this, I would have posted that we're going to have Captain Week. And what do I mean by Captain Week? Well, you got to have guys that played somebody named Captain. Well, all the way back in the 70s, we knew him, we loved him. It was the only superhero shows we had. Mr. Red Brown, who played the Sentinel of Liberty himself, the Super Soldier, Captain America, and two 70s CBS TV movies. That's right, Mr. Red Brown, who also starred in the film Uncommon Valor with Gene Hackman and Patrick Swayze and many other films throughout the 70s and 80s. He will be here as we celebrate the one and only living legend of World War II, Captain America. And along with that, we're going to have some artists that worked on Captain America too. Everybody from Mike Perkins, who worked on the great Winter Soldier run with some previous guests that we've had here, like Steve Epting. And then Mr. John Cazaday, who did a terrific run on Captain America back in the two, early 2000s. But it doesn't end there because this is a guest I've been trying to get for five years and I finally got him. It's not really something to do with Marvel, but he is a captain in the show. If you've ever watched Doctor Who or Torchwood or Arrow, you've seen the next guest that I'm about to announce. Mr. John Barrowman. That's right. John Barrowman will be coming to Terrificon this August 9th to the 11th. More details to follow because we're working on something extra special for all the fans of Mr. John Barrowman out there. Okay. Now, here's what I was talking about earlier. This is it. This is the solo adventures here on the show today. No Jerry Ordway. No Scott Martin. No Chris. No nobody. This is me going solo. Maybe Harley will walk in here. But anyway, what I'm going to tell you now is what I think happens in the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, you can listen to it, or you could fast forward, or maybe play it back after you've seen the Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, what Infinity Gauntlet? After Avengers Endgame, and see how close I came to what really happened on screen. Here's what Uncle Mitchie thinks is going to happen. Ready? I think that... The Avengers find clues that let them know that Doctor Strange did something. Because as we all know, Doctor Strange told Tony Stark that he would sooner have Stark and Peter Parker die before he would surrender the Time Stone. Yet, when confronted with it, he hands that thing over like nobody's business. He goes, here you go, take the Time Stone. Because I believe Doctor Strange looked at the 14 million different outcomes and realized that that only one chance they won had to do with him giving up the stone and he did so but he he put a flaw in it okay it was imperfect it was like a diamond that has like a spot or so in it i believe he gave it to thanos knowing that when he did the snap it would fracture the time stone and by thus fracturing the time stone kids allows the avengers to go back in time and recreate their own infinity gauntlet 
and undo every single thing Thanos did with his snap. And this happens by our friend, Mr. Scott Lang, who shows up after he got sucked into a time vortex and got out of it and saw what happened, everybody. So he drives his little van from San Francisco, cross country, to Avengers headquarters in upstate New York and tells them what the heck's going on. And then they all sit around. And before they can do so, they pick up a distress signal from who? Tony Stark floating in space near death. Thor and the rest of the guys go up there, fly up to Tony, grab him, bring him back, and with the help of Nebula, start constructing some spacesuits and some weird technology, and they shrink down. They go inside the the back of Ant-Man's van where he has that quantum realm generator thing, whatever they call it, the portal. And they go in there, and then they thus go back to all the previous Avengers movies. Everything from the first Avengers movie to the Age of Ultron to wherever they first encountered one of the Infinity Stones. And then they grab it before Thanos shows up, replace it with a fake one or something, and build their own, maybe Tony Stark builds his own Infinity Gauntlet. And then they have to give it to somebody strong enough to get near Thanos to do the snap. And who do they give it to? They give it to Bruce Banner, who sacrifices himself because he says if he turns into the Hulk again, he will never turn back to Banner. And then thus melding Bruce Banner's intellect with the Hulk, he becomes the smart Hulk or Professor Hulk, like in the Peter David run. And he puts on the Infinity Gauntlet and he goes up to Thanos and restarts everything again. Defeating Thanos. Actually, I don't think they defeat Thanos. They do what Jim Starlin did in the comics. When he does the snap with the uh, soul gem, he gets sucked into a different reality. And there he sits, thinking that he changed the world to the way he wanted it. Sitting there on that porch, watching the sun come up on a grateful universe. But in reality, it's all in his head. His reality is that he's stuck inside the stone. And that ends it. And then we go back. And we show the uh, Avengers and they realize that the thing is way too big for just a couple guys hanging out in a building in New York. So they make the Avengers like this worldwide galactic thing. They make the Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers. They make uh, Captain Marvel an Avenger. And Tony Stark settles back down with Pepper Potts to start a little family. They go off into the sunset. Captain America... Actually, I think it's going to end like this. Captain America takes the time gem somehow, and he ends up back in World War II with Peggy Carter and lives happily ever after. And Bucky becomes the new Cap, along with Falcon. Maybe the two of them have a little contest to see who can wield the shield, like in the comics. Thor, I believe, goes back into the galaxy out there looking for a new Asgard and what's left of his people, because i got to imagine... That we're going to see Valkyrie show up for at least a couple minutes. And uh, I think that's it. It would be weird if Nick Fury died. Because no one seems to die in these movies. Uh, And maybe Loki comes back in an after credit scene. I don't know. I think that's all the Avengers. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well. Or maybe they put Scarlet Witch in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. Or you know what would be really cool? If Agent Coulson showed up, that would really be good. Just to tie it all together. 
Anyway, that's Uncle Mitchie's theories about what happened to the Avengers. We'll find out this week. I'll be on uh, 99.1 WPLR. If you're listening to this early, I'll be on there Friday morning around 7.30, I think, this week, talking about it. And that's all I have. So until then, keep watching the uh, Instagram, the Twitter feed, the Facebook pages for your latest Terrificon info. If you got any suggestions, shoot me a line. I'll be popping up in comic conventions over the next month or so. I'll be at one up in New Hampshire this Saturday. Uh, Free Comic Book Day will be down here at uh, Cave Comics and driving around. And then it's off to East Coast Comic Con. And then it's off to, I might go to Heroes Con in North Carolina. So if you're down there, come out and say, hey, go to a lot of places. And a lot more guests to be announced too. So keep watching for more Terrificon news. This has been Mitch Halleck, your very tired Terrificon owner, promoter, organizer, webmaster, guest booker. You name it, I do it. Podcaster talking to you about comic books, movies, TV, toys, and more here on the Power Cosmic Podcast. Join me next week when Mr. Ordway will be here telling us what he thought of the movie. And I'm actually taking my wife Sharon to see it too. So who knows? You maybe get a triple review of this thing. All right. Take care. Go see Avengers. Don't spoil it for anybody. Don't be a jerk. Don't be that ass. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. And that's that, as we used to say. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.